happy, happy, happy Wednesday. Woo! Welcome to another edition of the Walkway Fight Club. I am Stephen Milhausen from The Zone News. It is Wednesday, March the 9th, 2022. Man, what a week. I've been 41 years old for two days. So everyone that reached out, gracias, thank you, means a lot. Thank you so much. It's definitely, definitely, definitely greatly appreciated. I wasn't going to release this audio, but I'm going to do it because I think it's going to be very pertinent for what we're very likely to see tonight as as Jeff Hardy is officially a free agent. And we'll get into all that in a minute, but I wanted to give you the premise of why. But before that, I want to thank everybody for for just listening. You know, we're still very highly ranked in, in France, South Africa, and Germany, so thank you guys so much for that. It's getting bigger. It's getting better. We're getting bigger, better, stronger than ever. So we're not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Just taking over parts of the world. One, one big country at a time. So thank you all so much for that. It really means a lot. It is greatly appreciated. And you can find us on, if you're listening to this via audio, it's simple. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music, Odyssey, anywhere you listen to a podcast, just type in Walkway to Fight Club, and we're there. It's simple. We've got the who's who, pro wrestling boxing, and mixed martial arts. So we'll make sure you guys stay locked in for that. Big thank you to everyone that's been listening, especially on the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash walkway to fight club. Logan Paul interview, that video interview I put up, doing pretty well. So I want to thank you guys. A lot of new subscribers to the YouTube channel. So just when you guys are doing it, just click, boom, click on that subscribe button. It means a lot. It is greatly appreciated but today's guest and like i said at the beginning i wasn't going to put this out but i did this interview about a month or so ago but i want it's very pertinent right now i'm releasing a podcast i did an interview i did with matt hardy and no one picked up on this and it was actually quite shocking it was a great chat with matt we talked about Jeff Hardy, his brother, who is now a free agent. As of midnight last night, as of midnight, Jeff Hardy became a free agent. So, and they're a tag teaming, they're going to be teaming up starting this weekend. And a lot of rumblings are coming about it that Jeff will be on tonight's edition of Dynamite. I'm trying to confirm it. I do not know. There's a lot of hints that suggest Jeff is going to be there. So, we're going to see. I've asked around a couple of people, and I've I gotten a smiley face and a bunch of non-responses. So we shall see. But I wanted to release this. We, we talk about a ton. And then Matt goes very in-depth about his wife. You know, we, the situation when John Moxley was gone, what he thought about John being gone, you know, for to get help with alcohol issues. We talk about that. We talk about being a dad, a husband. We talk about Jeff. Jeff is Jeff does get brought up a lot in the conversation and a lot of good stuff about Jeff. And some hints. So make sure you guys kind of listen and zero in on those hints regarding Jeff Hardy. So 
lot of cool stuff. I promise. I'm, I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to BS you guys. So, but enough of me. I'm, I just want to get to this because you guys aren't coming here to listen to me. You're coming to listen to this guy, the one and only, the great Matt Hardy. He really doesn't need an introduction. We can just continue the interview. I really don't have to introduce him. Oh, yeah. One of the all-time greats in the world of pro wrestling. You think of tag teams. He's right at the top of the list. But these days, he is in the scene. I have a problem with this. I don't like this teaming, and I like Andrade. We've talked a few times over friendly. But the AHFO, I like the HFO better. Big money, Matt, Matt Hardy. And what's with this AHFO, man? I was a little perturbed on that last night. Okay, uh, that's fine and fair. And thank you for that very nice and warm introduction. But Andrade offered me $1.7 million to do a little merger. And I still get 30% of all my guys, which is just a wee fee, considering they get to have the knowledge and pick the brain of Matt Hardy. Big money, Matt, as I'm known currently in AEW. So uh, we did this merger. And I know he's working very hard to uh, interact with Darby. And I think the combination of Matt Hardy and, and Andrade is going to be very interesting. And it's going to lead some very, to a very interesting story as time goes on. No, my, my five, and we were talking before we started, and I have a five-year-old who is starting to get into wrestling, and he watches a lot of AEW. He loves when it's on. And yes. we were watching, and he asked me, he's like, Dad, why does Matt get so much money? <laughs> why does he get a big percentage? And I'm like, how do you know 30 is big? He's like, well, Daddy, I can count to 100. He's like, so 30 <laughs> seems big. And I'm like, why does he get so much money from these guys? What, what, what do they get? And I'm like, they get the guidance of the great Matt Hardy. Exactly. Exactly. And I do. I almost have 30 years of experience. I've been doing this. This will be my 30th year coming up here in 2022. So I have been I have been around a minute. So, you know, really, in the big scheme of things, they are paying just a wee fee to tap into one of the greatest months ever. So then each year in the business, you shouldn't increase that by one percent. I, I've definitely thought about that, but I think, uh, I think we're going to go three percent a little more. You know, that's that's my incentive to teach these guys everything. Three percent every year is the growth. You were in, you posted, posted something on your Twitter yesterday. Happy six year anniversary of becoming the impact world champion. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I'm very proud of that match. That match with EC3. I think he's an extremely talented guy. I like him a lot. We're friends uh, off camera as well, but like whenever I got to do that, it was, it was a double turn, which is known, you know, very famously in wrestling where the good guy becomes the bad guy and the bad guy becomes the good guy. And I think that is the most underrated double turn in pro wrestling history, that match. And it was a hell of a match. It doesn't get the credit it deserves, but like impact wasn't on a huge platform in that day and age, but I'm very happy of how we elevated it. And when the broken Matt Hardy stuff started and brother Nero stuff, it became like a viral sensation. So that really put a lot of eyeballs on impact and actually literally like saved them from going out of business because they had Anthem sports, which ended up buying the company and they continued to run when it was literally at that point of being ready to close down. Do you feel you get enough credit for that run? Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that do give me a lot of love, but also with me, it's very tough because my partner and what we're most loved for is Jeff Hardy, who is without a doubt, one of the, top most beloved superstars of all time so it's it's hard working with him to feel like you're going to get all the credit you always deserve but i'm okay with that i'm very comfortable with where i'm in life with where i'm at in my career and and my brother says this all the time he says you know i may be the swanton bomb that people got so excited for but without you there is no poetry in motion because we work together and we are at our strongest and our best when we work together and that was my mindset early on in this game whenever i'd work with jeff he would do all the flashy stuff 
and I would be the guy that would be fundamentally strong. So as long as we worked hard and the greater good was magnificent and, and it was working and it was a success for us, I was very happy playing that role and being slated in that role. And I'm all good with it. You know, the reason we are talking today, and I love the fact that we were able to connect in yeah. the extreme life of Matt Hardy, you can catch it on podcast. He available yes. every Friday on all your favorite podcasting platforms. And, you know, I talked to DDP last week and I asked him right. this question and I will ask you the same thing. What made Matt Hardy want to get into the podcast from? You have a Twitch, cha- a very good Twitch channel, but what right. made you decide now I want to dabble into the world of podcasting? I feel like for me, as my in-ring careers kind of dwindle down, it is the, the next step in my natural progression. You know, there are other things I want to do, other things I want to move into, and it's a way for me to reflect on my wrestling history, which I've been very fortunate to uh, play a huge role in so many important matches and angles and stories and the creation of the TLC match through our ladder and table matches and whatnot. So for me to be able to do this podcast and tell my story and put my spin on it, I love doing this stuff and breaking things down in detail. And I just feel like it is the next step in my natural progression as far as making a living, utilizing wrestling, which I love with all my heart. What's been your favorite? Because your episode three is about to drop tomorrow, and it'll be of the 2000 Royal Rumble tables match with the Dudleys. And when you think 20 years ago, you're like, what? Where did I go? What the hell? I think at 20 years ago, and it seemed like just yesterday, it was the the 2000 (laughs) Royal Rumble. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was 22 years ago, literally, when we had this match now. You know, so just, I say this all the time, too. It seems like it has been a lifetime. It's been forever ago. But then in some aspects, it seems like it was a couple years ago because those memories are so fresh and so vivid in my mind. And I actually was on Busted Open earlier today, and I spoke with Bubba on there. And just like, <laughs> whenever, when, whenever, whenever we revisit those times, it's just such a great memory for me and it was such a great time for us because that those are the moments where we turn the corner from being pro wrestlers to wrestling superstars you know the tag team ladder match which was the first episode of the extreme life of matt hardy and tomorrow's episode which drops at 6 a.m is all about the tag team tables match and those were the two elements that were kind of combined and led to the tlc craze and it's so cool that we were the, the, the pioneers and the groundbreakers of the tables, ladders, and chairs match. And that's a concept, a staple of pro wrestling that will live on forever. So what an honor that is, that we created something that will always be, uh, exist in this industry. Is it hard to rank? Because you always talk, you, you know, you're always going to, you guys are always going to be forever linked with the Dudleys. You talk about Bubba. Yeah. You're always going to be linked with the Dudleys. You're always going to be linked with Edge and Christian. Yes. But if you had to pick one, man. Which team was better? Yeah, if you had to pick one. I'll, I'll be totally honest. The three teams, we all worked well together, but we had the best chemistry with Edge and Christian. And, and I, I'm sure my brother would say that as well, because yeah. we were all very like-minded. The Dudleys were a different team who worked a different style, yeah. uh, but they were great as heels and bad guys. And, and they, they, they were such an important recipe, you know, to the masterpiece that became TLC. But when it comes down to, an individual tag team, if I have to pick one or the other, it's going to be Edge and Christian because we just had the, we had the greatest chemistry with those guys, better than any other tag team we've ever worked against. Do you miss tag team wrestling? Uh, yes, I love tag team wrestling, and uh, I'm very excited that I've started this thing with Andrade. It is going to lead to an amazing story, which is going to really highlight tag team wrestling again. So it, it's something to be excited about on AEW programming. You know, I watched last night, and I thought a really, really good show last night, and 
Yes. You know, at the kickoff the show, because I was thinking about you in particular when John came out and John did his interview to begin the show. And, right. you know, you had your own trials and tribulations yeah. a few years ago. And if you could say anything to John Moxley, or maybe you have already, what would it be? Uh, the best thing I could say to anyone who has ever been through that type of scenario is just like stick to your guns and do what's right what feels right in your heart. And, and that is what will keep you on the up and up and on the straight and narrow. It really is like sometimes in pro wrestling, when there's so much pain and so much difficulty and so much stress on you, it is very easy. It's a very slippery slope yeah. to fall into a vice, whatever it may be. And just, it is one of the greatest lessons I have ever learned. And it has made me a better person in so, so many ways. And like having a family changes everything. And I know John has a child as well now. So my biggest thing is like, follow your heart and do what you know is right. Because that little voice inside you, that is your conscience, that, 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 that keeps you on the up and up. If you listen to that, you will always do yourself right. You said family, and that was leading into the question I was going to ask is, where would you be, where would Matt Hardy be if it wasn't for your wife and it wasn't for your lovely children? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, whenever I did go through my, through my troubled period, uh, my wife was on my ass. So I will love her and respect her and appreciate her forever because of that. And not a lot of people would, you know, there's some people that go, Oh my God, you know, Rebby Hardy, Rebby sky, you know, she's, yeah. she's just a loud mouth. She, she, she jumps in other people's businesses and she's such a shit talker, but like, <laughs> if it wasn't for her being who she was, who knows where I would be now if I am here, you know, but I am so happy that I had her there. She was a real ride or die. And uh, I fucking, I, I love her to death because of that. And, and, and especially not just that, I mean, having the kids, everything else, but, but without her having the personality she has, my life would look very different right now. So I'm very grateful for her. I always say this in terms of in your field and in my field, you know, you're gone a lot. I'm gone a lot as well. And mm -hmm. behind a good man is an even better woman. And that I, I could emphasize more. She runs this ship, just like it seems like yours runs mm -hmm. your ship. So they make everything grand and they make it a lot easier. They, they really do. And it's one of those things, man, with a relationship, there's compromise. And I think sometimes even in the pro wrestling game, if you're, if you have some sort of celebrity status, whatever it may be, if you're a pro athlete, a pro wrestler, whatever you're on television, people recognize you when you're out and about. Sometimes it's hard to like accept that compromise, but it's one of the greatest thing I've greatest things I've ever done is accept the compromise of marriage and a relationship and just being able to understand that you are different from me. And sometimes you will, uh, confront me with a different issue that that is great and everyone needs that in their life with a relationship to remain humble especially someone who is uh, a celebrity of some sort because it's very easy to to grow an ego and it's great to have a wife that will keep that ego in check you know there was a big announcement earlier this week we were talking about tag teams earlier in march the 12th i don't know if that date rings a bell in your mind and yes. i imagine you yeah. know better than a lot of people but I thought a very cool announcement, you and Jeff reuniting yes. for the first yeah, time in three years as a tag team. I am How exciting is that for you? Stoked. I'm extremely excited. I mean, I feel like my life is back to being normal. <laughs> then my brother and I are going to be working together again. It's, it's, it's so strange when we're working in separate places. And we've done that in the past. You know, we really are at our best when we're together. He is a rock star. He really does. He is the he is the definition of that it factor. Yeah. 
you know, Jeff really has that. But then like with me, I was always kind of like the business guy behind the team, or I was always the one who was steering the ship. So when we're together, we're definitely at our best. So I'm very excited that in 2022, there's going to be that Hardy Boys reunion and 2022 is going to be a Hardy year. I'm excited about the possibilities of where we're going to end up eventually. You know, there was a lot of controversy regarding Jeff and you, you had said he was okay. And I even talked to Drew McIntyre about this a few weeks ago. And Drew said the same thing. And Drew's like, seem fine to me it's like it seems yeah. like everyone just really blew up a situation that really was never there to begin with yeah i i can tell you this the last 20 22 years that i have worked with my brother you know as a professional wrestler uh, the last year and a half he has been the most responsible that i have ever seen him and he has he has been on top of it you know because he's he's been through it all but he's really yeah. got his shit together and when all this comes out and I, it's his story to share and I'll yeah. let him share it, but I think everyone is going to see, and I think WWE even knows that as well. They jumped the gun on this release. So whenever he's ready to share that story, I, I know he will. And people are going to be blown away by a lot of the details, but you know, there's that old expression, everything happens for a reason. And exactly. I don't always necessarily agree with that because sometimes people use it as, as an excuse, yeah. but in some ways, this seems like it was like divine intervention. Like this happened yeah. for a reason because the Hardy boys we're meant to be back together. And I think it's time for the greatest tag team in all of space and time, the Hardy boys who are both still active, which is incredible after all the abuse we've put our bodies through uh, to have one last huge run before everything is said and done. Gave me goosebumps here on my arms and legs, Matt Hardy. I got goosebumps right now. And luckily I got a hoodie on, but even through this big white socks hoodie, I gave me some goosebumps there. I'm a, I can't wait for 2022. And you know, yeah. I don't have siblings. And, okay. you know, I look at my two kids and I see how much they, my oldest protects my youngest already at a young age. And, you know, and I look, you, what you say about you and Jeff and how much does it gnaw at you when people try to drag Jeff down? I, I mean, I've gotten to the point where I'm just, I'm just used to it. You know, I understand what it is, especially like social media. It, it really is like sometimes successful, you know, because all of the negativity on there and there's people that really don't have anything going on and they just want to lash out at other people who, who, who do have something going on and, yeah. and they might've had a bump in the road or whatever. Uh, my motto about social media, which I said years and years and years ago, the best thing about social media is that it gives everyone a voice. Yeah. The worst thing about social media is that it gives everyone a voice, you know, and it just, it is what it is. It is a great platform, a great tool for anyone who is uh, an independent contractor as far as pro wrestling because you can promote yourself you can build yourself up if someone has an industry or it's so great how it's opened up so many podcasts or people to have the opportunity to promote themselves on that platform but with that same thing said there are a lot of people that come through and aren't accountable or responsible when they post stuff which can turn it into a cesspool on occasions but you have to just understand how to deal with that you have to read through social media and understand that like all of the compliments they give you they're not necessarily real because it's a, a Twitter or a Facebook or an Instagram yeah. and all the insults they give you, they're not necessarily real as either, yeah, you know, as real as well. So it's one thing you just have to learn how to accept. Like none of this is really real. It's nice to see this and hear the feedback, but you have to understand the most important feedback are the people that, you know, yeah. honestly and truly in real life, that can actually interact with you. So sometimes it, 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 it's a weird scenario. Some people get on there, especially when they start pro wrestling in this day and age, and uh, it, it's tough because it's almost bullying. You know, it's hard to hear yeah. that negative feedback from someone. And it, it always makes people second guess themselves because everyone is going to have confidence issues, whatever. 
So it's 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 an interesting scenario. It's a great device, and it's also a, a rotten device sometimes. I will have to say, you and your wife's Twitter games are fantastic. <laughs> Thank I, you. I, I just love. I've learned now just to tro- troll. If I, like you said, you know, you're gonna get those people out there. They're just gonna <laughs> insult just to insult. And I'm like, you know what? You want to insult? We'll start. Tro- I'll start trolling you. We'll, <laughs> but you're t- you and your wife's Twitter game. You guys take no crap, and I yeah. think that's just fantastic. It's really, I, I would always dig Twitter whenever I would be a hill because I would play into the role and it would be easy to like find someone that was a very easy victim that talks some sort of bullshit, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and then I could slam them real quick. But just recently, especially with the new direction that Matt Hardy is going to be going in 2022, uh, which I'm ultra excited about, you know, I've just tried to be as authentic and as genuine as possible on Twitter. So like the people that are trolling, looking for a cheap response or easy response, like I'm, I'm leaving them out. And I don't have to worry about it because my, my wife will scorch the earth and like destroy each and every one of them because she's a Puerto Rican who is from New York City, who is lived by New York Minute. Go, go, go. So uh, there, there's no dealing with her, man. When Rebby goes on a rant, she is unstoppable. Her ether game is is one to watch. I love when she just ethers people. It, it's always a sight to see. I will put it yeah. that way. And you talked about heels and baby faces and what is Matt Hardy? in 2022 because one yeah. week you'll be a baby to me i'm like oh man it's baby phase and then the next week man hardy's a heel then he's a tweener what is yeah. man hardy in january 2022 well in january 2022 i am still technically a hill as big money matt the guy who big is money, taking these young guys who grew up fans of matt hardy and he's like taking a wee cut of their money so obviously i'm a bit of a hill someone that is taking little shortcuts and like uh taking advantage of people to make more money myself and, and build my empire bigger. But we've just been in North Carolina recently, very, very good as of reactions in, you know, in my backyard, obviously. And I would say within two months or so from now, Matt Hardy is going to end up changing characters to a degree. And I think more people are going to prefer to cheer me as opposed to boo me. You're hard to boo anyway. <laughs> You're hard to boo, I, I talk about this with Christian all the time. The AEW fan base, it is so different. The demographic is truly different from WWE. It is so much younger. You know, which you see those numbers and they report, it, you know, whenever they do the ratings reports and whatever yeah. the demographics. But the AEW audience, it is so much trickier for guys like me and Christian. Like, we all say this all the time. Like, this audience prefers the young guys that are absolutely in, in the prom. Even though they have respect for us, it's very it's it, it's very challenging to get them 100% behind us like yeah we want to cheer for these guys they're almost like hold up these old guys they've done their stuff for like 25 years i want to cheer for jungle boy or orange cassidy you know who, whoever their their favorite is uh so so that's an interesting point and and i also dig that and respect that, that aw has fans that are so into their product and the new guys they're building and tony khan has done an amazing job of elevating young talent i think without question you can't compare how many young talent Tony Khan has already built an AW compared to like a WB at this time. You have an MJF who's huge, Darby Allen who's huge now, Jungle Boy, Orange Cassidy. These guys are like AW homegrown talents, and it's very impressive. He has gotten over so many new new stars. I love your fandom of Sting because yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. I yeah. with, I'm so with you 100. He's doing it dive off the stage last night. I'm like, yeah. And you overshot, almost overshot. You still got it. Sting is the best, man. And 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 once again, as you say that, myself and my brother, 
we grew up being big fans of Sting. You know, yeah. he was in the NWA, which became WCW, which was the prevalent promotion where we lived in North Carolina growing up. And, and Sting is why Jeff started painting, painting his face originally. Yeah. That's where that came from, Sting. Okay. And then just like, he is just such an amazing human being. Just such a good dude. And if you, if you know him, you can't help but pull for him. So considering he went to WWE after all that time and they didn't highlight him the way they could have. And, you know, once again, I, I think with Vince in his mind, he's like, well, this is a WCW guy. I can't let WCW be better than my WWE guys. You know, that's kind of his mentality but like Vince you own WCW it's all yours now you know it's fine so whenever Sting did leave there and he came to AW I am just so happy he is getting to have this last run into the sunset and he is like working he's being utilized in the best possible positions yeah. and he's killing it like he is busting his ass for a 62 year old man man and I there's no way being me you can't you can't be anything but respectful and inspired by him do you tell him how big of a fan you are like when you when you saw him when he first came to AEW, were you like when you got to AEW because he got there before you did? What did you, did you what did you say to him? Did you mark out or did you get like the twelve year old Matt in you, or did you just try uh -huh. to keep it as cool as possible? No, I mean it, it was I, I was there before Sting, but when Sting did show up, I was so happy he was going to be there to be able to like really write the final chapter of his career and be held in the regard he should be which I don't think he got that at, at WWE. You know, obviously he was injured. There were some other circumstances, but he deserved the absolute best. I got to work with him for a little bit in TNA the very first time I was there. So I knew okay. him a little bit on that level. So I was just, I was just happy he was there, you know, and it's, I don't know if it's like, it's not really necessarily a mark out moment, but I just am a fan of him as a human. And like me being 47, turning 48 this year, still trying to work at the highest level possible considering all the abuse and wear and tear and how many bumps have been, you know, punched out on my bump card. He is so inspiring, man. You know, he motivates me to work harder and be better. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm such a big fan of him. Is the bump card thing real? Cause I hear a lot of wrestlers. I, I'll talk to a lot of talent and they'll say that to me and I'll talk to people outside in both companies and they'll say the same thing. Is it, is it real? Is it, I always get, I'm always am fascinated when, when guys and girls talk about the bump card. Well, I'll, I'll hit you with a little bit of big money, Matt, too. I, I actually created and coined the term bump card, you know, when it was uh, all said and done in the beginning. So the bump, the bump card uh, terminology has, has lived on and became very famous now. But yes, it's, it's obviously real. You know, as human beings, we're both made of flesh yeah. and bones and blood. And the human body isn't meant to be slammed into wooden steel night after night after night after night. And especially if you look back at all the insane matches myself and my brother have done with the tables matches and the ladder matches and the TLC matches and all these super extra bumps that we've taken over the years, you know, especially my brother. Oh my God. He's a freak of nature that he's still as healthy as he is right now. Sure is. You know, but just the, the fact that your, your body goes through all this punishment and it does, it gets beat, beat up along with age and nobody, nobody goes over on father Tom. The bump card is definitely a real thing because like, as you keep taking bumps on your body, there is only a certain amount that your body can retain and contain. So I do everything I can as far as stretching and training, keeping all my ligaments and tendons strong. Like I do everything that I can to keep myself up and running and to be as healthy as possible. But yes, a bump card is a real thing. It is a great analogy for like the body can only take so many professional wrestling bumps in a ring because it's not meant to do that. You know, we really are the most amazing combination of like athletes, sportsmen, entertainers, and stuntmen, especially when we're doing live television. So, yes, the bump cards are a real deal. 
how crit- crucial is AEW schedule? Because WWE, they're touring four nights a week. And yeah. you guys are only doing, more often than not, it's only one day a week. You yes. know, you, Some guys are doing, more people are doing dark and stuff like that. And yeah. How crucial is that schedule? How has it preserved your body? Uh, it's been super beneficial to me. You know, doing one day a week and knowing that you're probably going to wrestle once a week is is great. And and that, it just, it, it definitely adds longevity to my career. And that is what I am I'm looking to do. And like Tony Khan was very smart with booking me because he put me as Big Money Matt where I could literally work with guys. And besides, you know, being their teacher or mentor on television, I can help these new guys develop their skills and also learn behind the scenes. So that's a great role because it can keep me out on television where I'm not necessarily taking 20 bumps a night. You know, I can speak and I can play this role, big money, Matt and help other guys. And he gets me on television as well. And Tony is really good at like taking older guys or veterans, you know, established legends and putting them with a younger talent where the younger talent gets the rub and they get uh, a real time education with these veterans, you know, Sting and Darby, Matt Hardy with private party. Uh, Christian Cage with Jurassic Express. You see that all throughout, and it's, it's a brilliant strategy. Your suit game is very good, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm looking for the for the unique, different colors as much as possible. You got you and I now. See, Andrade's got, and I and I say this with respect. Andrade's suit game, though, I think oh, yeah. he can bring you up to another level. You're already at a pretty high level. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Andrade can. You guys can rise in a suit game together. I feel yeah, like. I, I agree. I, I love his suits. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Andrade and his work. Uh, and, and it's one of those things. I even think for me now with this transition period, I'm going through into this deal with Andrade and wherever this story may go. Uh, in the past, I feel like Big Money Matt had tried to wear sometimes like outrageous colors to like be a little flamboyant or over the top. So I'm going to uh, tighten up my game a little more to be a little bit more of a serious dresser along with Andrade. Are you nor ties? Are you a tie guy? Uh, not a huge tie guy. And, and in all reality, I'm not a huge suit guy. I would usually dress <laughs> up in a suit whenever it was time for me to dress up in a suit, you know, so I, I, I can rock it if I need to, you know, I I'm, I'm a blue jeans t-shirt type guy. Now what about winter time though? Is this now like the hood? Cause me it's hoodie in yeah. athletic pants. The jeans only come out and the dress pants come out when I got to travel. If I'm sitting here at home, like now talking yeah. to you, I got a hoodie. And I got a pair of gray sweatpants on with, with slippers on. I feel you, man. I'm all about the comfort as well. <laughs> and two more questions, man. And thank you so much for the time today. It's greatly yeah. appreciated. And you're nearing the two-year anniversary of your time in AEW. And yep. how would you look at your two years so far in all elite wrestling? Uh, I, I've enjoyed it. I, I'm so proud uh, to work for Tony Khan. I, uh, I, I love Tony Khan as a, as a booker and a promoter, and he has done everything he can to put me in a very respectable role. So I'm very grateful for that. And uh, like I said, in a couple months from now, let's say March, roughly, uh, things are going to be really good for Matt Hardy. And I'm very excited about the time, uh, that, that time when it arrives. You keep alluding to March. March is, the yeah. mo- March is a great month because it's my birthday. My birthday is a day after revolution. There you have it. Okay. I, I, I dig that. I dig the days after revolution. Uh, speaking of March, the reason I've been uh, really on March over and over is because I had a very powerful <laughs> premonition that your birthday was in March. So that's why, uh, that's why I'm really hampering on March. You did. And I know you're not going to remember this, but my, my best friend got married. It'll be four years ago in 
February, near the end of February. And mm-hmm. you did his, when you were doing the videos where people would pay for the videos and everything, and you would do oh, like cameos, shorts. cameos. Yeah. Yeah. I was, he showed that to me the night before his wedding. He's like, you're not going to believe this. And I'm like, what? And he showed me and I'm like, oh my God, it was <laughs> fucking unbelievable. Was it a was it a was it a broken mat cameo? Yes, it oh, sure right. was. Yeah. Oh my! Do you still do those? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I love doing those. They're 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 a great gig, and people seem to get a lot of satisfaction out of them. Uh, and they're fun and easy, and I enjoy doing them. So yes, I, I do do cameos. Oh, dang, that's and we'll, and we'll end with this. And why should people listen to the extreme life of Mad Hardy, which is available on all your favorite yes. podcasting platforms every yep. single Friday? Yes, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify. It's on my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash my Hardy brand. Uh, because I really feel like I'm at that point in my career where I am ready to share all of my secrets and I am unlocking my mind, uh, the locked room known as Matt Hardy's mind, who, who has all this insight and, and all this amazing details and like perspective from different matches and angles and stories. And I'm sharing it all with the public. So if you're a pro wrestling fan, and you are into the behind the scenes stuff, this podcast is for you. And not only are we talking about nostalgia and older iconic matches and whatnot, we are also bridging the gap between the past and the present because you know episode two was about Hangman Adam Page, who's the current AEW world champion. And he is like on the greatest run of his career. But I knew him, I first scouted him and saw him when he was on the independent scene in North, in North Carolina. And actually I booked him along with Hurricane Shane Helms for some of the resurrected Omega shows. So I'd known him for a long time. And I'm, I almost feel like a proud papa when these guys, awesome. you know, end up making it and they become huge stars. And I'm so proud of how well Adam has done. Is it one of those where you do, do you say anything to him before that match he had when he won the bell from Kenny? Do you say anything to him or you just let him handle it himself and have his moment? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's probably, I say something afterwards. I make sure yeah. to congratulate him, tell him I'm proud of him. And I'm just so happy. And just, it's just so amazing to see someone who starts at the very beginning with this dream, this aspiration, and they don't know if they're going to make it. They're kind of taking a huge chance in life as far as not having a, a regular or regulation career or whatever. They're trying to be a pro wrestler, and it's, it's a wild chase. And to see them achieve it and have the utmost success, which he has, obviously, as the AEW world champion, it's just it's truly something that makes me proud of those guys. And, and I feel like an investment in the talent that I helped when they were starting their careers, right? The very infantile stages of their careers. So with Adam, he is one of those guys. So very proud of him. Couldn't be more proud of him. Did you see it in him at the beginning or do you feel like it took time for him to get into that groove and find himself? Yeah, I immediately saw a very special talent within him. Uh, And it took him a while to find this groove. But once he got into his groove, he's killing it. And on top of that, he's also very, he's, he has so much courage and he's so brave to try things This a lot of people wouldn't do because they would think they would think it makes them look weak. Like for instance, his whole deal uh, about second guessing himself, you know, being anxious, you know, being like, Oh my God, I I can never be good enough to be the champion, you know, through this whole thing with Kenny Omega. There's a lot of people would say like, well, I don't want to act like that. I don't want to be anxious or I don't want to second guess myself because that might make my character look weak. But I think in this day and age, so many people are open about their feelings and mental health. There's so many people that can relate to him. And I'm sure for him to commit to that personality and then get through and come out and be successful, it's inspiring to a lot of people who might be dealing with those same issues in their lives. And and with this, 
we keep hearing about this forbidden door. We keep hearing a lot about yeah. all these types of people going anywhere. Are we going to see you at the Royal Rumble? I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but one thing that I would say, and this is kind of my view of wrestling, just never say never about anything. Anything can happen in the insane industry of professional wrestling. <laughs> you are not. I had to ask because I asked Janela yeah. and everyone's talking about Cody and they were chaining the Royal Rumble at Cody last night. What was that about? Yeah, yeah. That was definitely something. A Royal Rumble chant on AEW Dynamite. I didn't think we'd see that one. That was something. (laughs) But, Matt, this is our first time we've chatted, and this has definitely been a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time today. It means a lot. I'm a big fan of the podcast, and you know what? I'm looking forward to 2022, especially in March. Yeah, especially in March. March is going to be a big month. It's your your birthday. It's going to be a big month. And big money, Matt. He's gonna uh, he's he's gonna spend the spend a boatload on your birthday present. So I'm excited for March as well. You know what? I can use a new car. Okay. I like Honda. I like Hondas. I'm a Honda Hondas. Pilot guy. I got a 2012. Okay. My wife's got a 21. I can use a new 2022 Pilot. I can't make it on a, a journalist salary is not as much as big okay. money, Matt, in AEW. Well, I was thinking about I was thinking about pushing a Corvette your way, but I'll, I'll look Woo! at the Hey. I'll take any kind of vet, sir. (laughs) Thanks, man. Talk soon. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Big thank you to Big Money Matt. Matt Hardy, thank you to him. Thank you so much to Matt for the time. It means a lot. It was great. Very, very greatly appreciated. The condensed article is on DAZN, so make sure you guys check that out because I think it's very pertinent for what I think we're going to see this evening. So what I think and what's actually going to happen is completely different. So we'll, we're all going to watch. We're all going to see. I think we have an, all have an idea, but I'm still a fan. I, I want to find out. I want to see. And I think tonight's going to be a fun show. You got John Moxley and Brian Danielson teaming for the first time. I think that's pretty cool. So, you know, I think you got a lot of cool stuff coming up on Dynamite tonight. William Regal made his debut in AEW, so I think he's going to be there tonight. So I would think he'd be there. I would think CM Punk would be there. I think MJF would probably be there. So I think I think you you know we're going to all be in for a big time treat tonight. I think tonight's going to be very very fun if you are a wrestling fan. But I have not watched all of <laughs> Revolution. I've had people asking me. I have not. My birthday was Monday. We did a family party Sunday, and I wanted to spend family time. I was off for a few days, so I wanted to spend time with the wife, watch some TV, hang out, and that's what I did. I ordered the show last night, watched a few matches, watched the opening three matches, Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho, the triple threat match for the tag titles with Jurassic Express, Young Bucks, and Red Dragon, and then the Face of the Revolution ladder match with Wardlow winning. All three matches, fucking awesome. Show's off to a killer start. Can't wait to watch the rest of the show. Watch some of Dynamite. I gotta, it's hard in this life I have to watch, write, do interviews, talk to people. And try to and take care of my kids and be a dad, be a husband. It's a rough life, but I love it. It's the best, 
not even jobs, greatest gifts I've ever been given. So I want to thank everyone so much. It means a lot. It is greatly appreciated. Hopefully Jeff Hardy shows up tonight. I think that'd be pretty cool. And the way Matt's been teasing it and the way he teased it in our interview, I think we may see Brother Nero on tonight. I think this is going to be very, 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 very interesting. But don't forget, download, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. It's simple. Just type in walk away to Fight Club. It's simple, guys. It's not hard. I know you guys can do it. You guys have been doing it. You've been rocking, kicking ass, taking names. I can't really say enough. I'm just very grateful. Lots of gratitude. The YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the walkway to Fight Club. Just hit that subscribe button. Got a bunch of cool videos, a bunch of cool podcasts up. You know, recently we've gotten, we got Canelo Alvarez, Bill Goldberg. We've got Josh Taylor, the undisputed junior welterweight champion. You know, we got DDP, Corey Graves and Carmella we just talked to. So a lot of, so a lot of great stuff, a lot of great stuff in the pipeline. Tomorrow I will release for Thursday. I will release a podcast I did with Jake Paul. Not Jake Paul, Loke and Paul, I'm sorry. Talk to Logan Paul. We'll talk Floyd Mayweather. We talk WrestleMania. We talk about slapping a Russian. That was quite interesting to hear. That was some kind of conversation, and he bashes the city of Columbus, Ohio, which I do not blame him in the slightest, but I would do the same exact thing. But thank you guys so much. It means a lot. It is greatly appreciated. This is Steven Mielhausen, and I'll talk to you guys next time.